Hello and welcome to the Camping Crew Podcast with Chris and Aaron. Hi everybody and welcome to the Camping Crew Podcast. This is episode 109. I'm Aaron Birchall. And I'm Chris Byrne. This is meant to be a fun podcast. We're just enthusiasts, and what we discuss on the podcast are just our own personal views. Although we, although we do look into stories that you guys ask us to look into, and as usual, we kick off with some news. Now we've got bad news and good news. Chris, where are we starting? Well, I'm going to start with a, uh, I suppose, a, an update. Some of people who are listening to the podcast on Apple Podcasts are having issues, uh, particularly kind of on iPhone devices where last week's podcast didn't show up in their list. I put out a tweet and a couple of messages on Instagram as well, just to tell people to to look at it on Spotify or within the link. Now, I am aware of the irony of telling people there's an issue on the podcast where they mightn't be necessarily able to listen to it, but I'm hoping maybe some of the listeners might spread the word, you know, people that it's not working for, or if they're wondering where the episodes are, um, it's completely out of our hands. It looks like... The problem relates to a recent update to Apple Podcast app that Apple put out with the iOS release. So I'm keeping an eye on that to see if there's any solution to it. It's still missing, although on my computer I have the podcast app and the the episode is showing up perfectly fine there. But look, there's lots of other podcast apps out there like Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts. There's loads of different places you can actually get the podcast as well. So look, um, consider some of those uh, if you know someone having the problem, ask them to consider some of those utilities as well. And I would assume it's not just our podcast that there are other podcasters that are being affected by this as well because it's an Apple issue. Yeah, if you just pop in, you know, podcast episode missing, you'll get hundreds of messages, people um, talking online to Apple. Um, I don't know if they fully acknowledge there's a problem there yet, but uh, there's definitely something going on. As I said, a, a quick look in Twitter or somewhere now and you, you'll, you'll see all the, the, the unhappy people there. But hopefully Apple will put out an update soon and it'll fix all of that for us. OK, so that was just a little bit of bad news. But good news, Dara was on to us again and he sent us a story via Twitter about Clotterhead Harbour Car Park to be resurfaced and PowerPoints installed. It's taken from the local newspaper, drawthelife.com. I'll give you just a quick run through. It says that the car park at Clotterhead Harbour is to be resurfaced and PowerPoints for car charging and camper vans installed. The good news was announced by Loud County Council Senior Engineer Mark Johnson, good lad Mark, at yesterday evening's meeting at the Borough District of Drada. He was responding to requests by a local county councillor, Declan Power, good lad Declan, who welcomed the announcement. The good news is very much welcomed by Clotterhead area, said Councillor Power. Um, if you remember, and I'll just jump ahead actually to something that we're actually going to talk about in a second, but I might as well do it now because it's the same thing. If you remember, I was on to our local county council about trying to get parking on the Blue Way, which is the new walkway from where I am in Carrigan all the way to Clonmel, and it's been extended to Cashel. I actually have a meeting, a phone meeting this coming Friday on that subject. So hopefully in next week's podcast, I'll let you know how that meeting went. Yeah, I think it's great to see um, the, uh, the the Drogheda Council there acting responsibly, I suppose, and looking at the, the benefit and noticing the benefit that's available to you and bringing people in. And I think providing PowerPoints really shows their foretaught of what they're doing here as well, you know, for but both for electric cars, but also for camper vans as well, being able to, to charge up overnight. You know, if, uh, I think it could be a, a smashing example for other councils across the country you know in particular people might have seen 
um, a lot of chat on Facebook about Waterford's County Council and Waterford County Council have decided to change the law in, 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 in the local bylaw. And their local bylaw now says no overnight parking in campervans or motorhomes or motor caravans is permitted between the hours of 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. in any of their council car parks. So there's an example of a council that seems to be going backwards. Well, what about if that I'm assuming that's Waterford City. It is actually Waterford City and County Council. So what about the new place that they're opening up in Quans and Dungarvan? I mean, they're putting in. There's already four parking spaces just along the lookout there. And now they're putting in eight or nine there. Obviously, they're being put in for us to stay over. And so I'm hoping that that bylaw doesn't affect allocated parking spaces like that. No, it seems like there's a law in place now where they can find people if they're parking overnight. And we we spoke recently about the no overnight parking signs going up in Tremor. So there's very little information out there. I don't see any from the council. I don't see any reply from anybody. So if somebody wants to clarify it for us, uh, we'd be delighted. You know, it's possible we have it wrong here, but that's what the bylaw says anyway. You well, can't park your car. That's what the bylaw says. That's what it says. Homes, yeah. yeah. It's very strange. I don't know how it will affect parking in Dungarvan, but, you know, it's more spaces they should be putting in to promote yeah. people coming in rather than leaving it to, to private businesses, you know. Well, that's why I'm hoping that this phone call on Friday, it's with the head of Tipperary Tourism. I did email them saying that, look, and I've copied them stories that we have covered on the podcast. I will not copy and paste that story, but I, I, I have even copied to her the Drogheda story from the newspaper that we just mentioned from Dara. So hopefully we'll have better news next week that when I speak to the tourism department, I'd love for them to say, OK, look, let's socially distance meet and show us what you're talking about, uh, possibly come down to Carrigan. and I can show them the area that I'm talking about here and show them the area that I'm talking about in Clonmel that's been discussed on, on social media. So hopefully I'll have better news than the Waterford County Council. But I think we're going to have to make a few phone calls. I just can't see why they would invest 150,000 quid just to make it day spots in the new place that they're opening in Dungarvan and put yeah. in a bylaw saying you can't stay there. It seems like such a backward step, really, to me anyway. Oh, 100% turnaround there. But look, we'll watch this space until we get a bit of clarification. And if we do, we'll bring it to you. Uh, in other news, campsitereview.com, I mentioned last week that it's been redesigned. It was down for a few days. The old site is back up, so you can still log on to the forum. One or two of you, especially if you've recently joined the forum, may have problems logging onto the forum only because the backup would have been an old backup that is now uploaded just while the work is going on behind the scenes. But please do bear with me. CampsiteReview.com has been redesigned and hopefully within the next week to 10 days, the new website and forum will be back up and running and everybody will have access to it. Yeah, looking forward to that now. Uh, a nice revamp uh, on the books. Right, listeners, messages and shout outs. We've mentioned Dara already had sent us that story about Drogheda. Um, Barry right, was yeah. on to you via Twitter. Yeah, Barry sent us a nice message via Twitter. He said, hi, guys. Um, he said, love the van building and podcasts and park reviews. He put in a, a request for stickers. So, Barry, you should have gotten those either today or tomorrow. They should land for you. So um, you might send on a, a couple of pictures for us, uh, proudly displaying the, the stickers. We'd love yeah. to see it. I had a couple and, um, requesting stickers on Instagram as well, and I always reply to them by saying, by the way, could you send us a few photographs if you don't mind? So there'll be a few of them coming up in the next couple of weeks. 
You must put them up on the gallery, maybe on the web page or something like mm. that. It'd be nice. Um, we got an email as well from Seamus yesterday. He says, hi, Aaron and Chris. It's my first email to you, but I'm a longtime YouTube and podcast fan and had the pleasure of meeting Charlie uh, and Cohen Clifton last year. We progressed up to the ranks of caravan to campervan a few years ago and find it great. I love the way he said up the ranks from caravan to caravan. <laughs> Some people mightn't agree with that, but uh, that's okay. We're also in the scouts, and that's a great way to get children interested in camping, campers, etc., etc. I think that's a fantastic tip mm-hmm. there from Seamus as well. Get the kids involved in the scouts. So he goes on to say, I'm listening to your podcast at the moment about wild camp caravanning. I was in Greg Namana two weeks ago for a fantastic weekend, and there were loads of camper vans around between Greg and nearby St. Mullins, County Carlow. But I did spot a caravan while camping, complete with awning, etc. It was great to see it. I'd be, uh, it'd be super to see more of them. He said we're mainly into wild camping in the car in the camper van rather than booking into campsites, and we found some super spots around the country. Um, but I have a question for you. He said a few podcasts ago you recommended a windbreaker, but I can't for the life of me find that podcast. I know you were both well impressed by it, and would like to know what it is. Thanks for all the entertainment. Talk to you soon, Seamus. So that uh, particular windbreaker we spoke about was um, the Campa Dometic Pro windbreaker. Mm-hmm. Now it comes in a one panel, a three panel and a five panel. And uh, those um, windbreakers, I must tell you, are just super solid. We had it up in a storm in Dunmorese now and there wasn't a budge out of it. Mm-hmm. I've still yet to put mine up. You can also get a door for them, can't you? They can come with a, a like if you bought a, a three and a five panel, you can put a gate in the middle as well, can't you? You can buy a door. Yeah, that's right. And there's lots of little accessories like that you can get for them in terms of kind of lights and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, they're not the cheapest windbreakers in the world. But for what you're paying, you know, you get value for money. They're very good quality. And as I said, they're rock solid. They have support bars uh, as well to, uh, for the wind. Yeah, as opposed to using the the guide ropes. We still are still in the bag because obviously COVID hit when we had just bought them last year, but you did get a chance to get yours up. And maybe it's something that yourself and myself will get together and we'll do a video review on it for Charlie and me uh, on the next time that we actually get to a site where we get a chance to uh, put it up. I think that'd be a good one. Yeah, definitely. Um, We got ours, by the way, on camperright.co.uk, but they are available in other places as well. And if you can get them locally, uh, be a good option as well although when we went to get them uh, none of the locate the local dealers had them but look there's plenty of places you can get them anyway yeah but definitely worth worth the investment um yeah, right yeah. speaking of campsite reviews myself and charlie have the second last video this friday in the van build it's a bits and bobs video where i'm finishing off the drawers and the inserts and the cupboards and today i started recording the fly through video which is the final van build video and the final video of season three of charlie and me our camping vlog which hopefully will be friday week that's not this coming friday but the following friday so this friday is the final one all about just little fiddly bits and bobs that i was finishing off in the van build youtube.com forward slash charlie and me our camping vlog and it kicks off at nine o'clock and if you join us live we always have a chat for the eight or ten minutes while the uh, video is running yeah, and as the weeks go on now and the the, the, the borders are opened, people will probably start seeing uh, the Bebo out in the wild as well. So if you do, let us know and uh, we'd be delighted to we'd like to hear from you as to where you saw it. Tommy and Anne-Marie, um, also known as Woody's underscore motorhome on Instagram, sent us in a link recently to a YouTube um, channel called 
Air Workshop. Air Workshop have a video put up and they show how to make a very simple but brilliant extension cord holder to hold either a hose or to hold your electric cable. I know my electric cable, I have to roll it up over my arm and mm-hmm. try and squash it in, but this is a very neat device for wrapping it up. The title of it is called uh, Extension Cord Holder. The channel is called Air Workshop. And thanks again to Tommy and Amory, uh, Woody's Motorhome on Instagram. Check them out, guys. They've got a, a great Instagram page there. I watched that video, I think it was yesterday or whatever day you put it up, the day before yesterday. And it's only when I saw the thumbnail for it. That's the exact same holder that we use for the lines for when we're flying kites, just slightly that larger. Kind of style, exactly. Identical yeah, yeah. to that, just five times the size. So as a kiter, I know they work for holding the kite lines, which would be 150 metres of kite lines. So it's something that I'm actually going to have a bash at doing again. I might make one first and then do a video. <laughs> well, the chap in the video on Air Workshop now has all the, the fancy tools as well. Yeah, so it's yeah. all kind of rounded edges and it's really sleek. But you can make a, a simple one if you've just got a, a jigsaw at home. It doesn't have to be as fancy as the one there. Uh, it could be quite easy to, to make, you know, and you can put your own little style and design to it as well that suits. Now, we mentioned again on podcasts in in the earlier days that when I roll up my lead, I use a strap that you would use to hold your foot onto the pedal of your bicycle. Anybody who's really into cycling would have one of them. General cycling people wouldn't. I got them in the local bike shop. So when I roll it up, I, I tie it up and that keeps it neat. And then when I unroll it, I tie that strap to the steering wheel. Not that anybody would drive off leaving their electrical lead plugged in, but just in case it happened. At least that reminds me when I start the van. Oh, must unplug. Yeah. And in the modern world, in the IT world I work in, um, we use uh, Velcro for tying cables on their desks and into um, cable panels as well. Mm. And you can get those handy enough, many little hardware store. Again, similar to the stuff you mentioned, but it's just Velcro. It's got the... The, the smooth side on one and the rough side on the other and you just wrap it around your cable and it just sticks together and very little handy in fact cable tidies the next topic that we're going on to are products where adrian actually sent us an email he gave me a few of those cables a couple of years ago you see you can't say last year because we weren't camping last year but a couple yeah. of years ago we met him he hadn't got his new caravan that long and we met him down in morris castle and he actually gave me a few of those cable holder the velcro ones and again just as a safety precaution when i have the lead unwrapped i put the velcro strap onto the steering wheel just to remind me oh you haven't unplugged the electric lead speaking of adrian Aaron, you, you led us nicely to the product section of the podcast adrian sent us in a, an email here so what i'll do is i'll read through it and we can have a chat about it um he's a, a nifty device for um keeping the temperatures of fridge fridges cool in hot weather he said, so as I discussed during the 100 episode podcast, I had some equipment to add to the caravan once I took it out of storage. So here's the write up for the first of them for you. This is a fridge fan mod. I found that when abroad in warmer climates, France, etc., or during the odd, really good summer heat in Ireland, the fridge has to work very hard to keep the inside cool and to keep a set temperature in the fridge. In the newer fridges, this can cause the fridge to raise an alarm warning. It turns out you can add a fan unit to the fridge vent system to help it work more efficiently and reduce the strain on the fridge's chiller and evaporation unit. Um, Caravan and motorhome fridges cool by natural air convection, drawing air in at the bottom, vent and out at the top. When the outside air is too high, the convection starts to slow down or stops as well 
and the result being the temperatures in the fridge starts to rise. He said adding a, a simple fan behind the vents get the airflow moving again so the convection can continue to work. It's best to mount any fan via the top vent to extract the heat which will in turn bring in cooler air via the bottom vent. These fans do not cool the fridge. You don't need lots, one is fine, two is okay. Adding too many fans or having high, having high fan speeds can actually make it worse than better with air moving too fast in a too high volume over the heat exchanger to allow the heat to pace into the air. So I'm going to tweet this out. Um, he sent us an Amazon link as well. So he said there's many 12-volt fridge fans available. Um, he uses one called a Titan. As I said, I'll tweet that out. It's available from Amazon. Um, he said the unit comes pre-wired with cable lengths and it has all the kits you need. He said there are plenty of videos on YouTube if you want to see them and um, you just need to connect them up to a 12-volt power source. Thanks for that, Adrian. A fairly comprehensive email, I must say. Yeah, good review on the product. It's something that I was actually thinking about now. We don't have the weather, although he did mention on, on the extreme very hot summers that we do have, but we don't, I don't think we would have the hot weather. One of my vans did come with a set of fans fitted by the previous owner. And I have to be honest, in the hot weather that we did have, especially when we were on our honeymoon in France, they were on and 12 volts would be pulling little or no. Don't be worried about having them on and pulling power off your leisure batteries if you're wild camping. I did look at the link and that's something I want to get because in the B-Ball, we're getting a lot of heat. I have a, a storage cabinet over the, the driver's cab. And because it's all fiberglass outside, that heats up. Now, it's brilliant in the winter. It's cold. But that heated up the one time that we did go off last weekend just to bring the van for a spin. Two little fans like that fitted into the door would do an absolute savage job. So that's something I'm going to look into doing as well. I'd say you could probably think about insulating that as well, Aaron. You know that silver bubble wrap you can get from the, the local hardware stores. If you insulated, that would probably help as well, wouldn't it? I thought of that. It has it, it has no insulation whatsoever. It just has the stretch carpet. And I did think of getting a bubble wrap or even some kind of rolled, coiled up silver screen stuff that we would use. Mm. But... I've done so much work. I'm fed up working on the ambulance now. <laughs> so I think it would be handy just to buy one of those units or one single 90 mil fan, cut a hole, put a grill. I have power there, switch it on it. And anytime I need to switch it on or off, just switch it on and off. Off you go. Yeah, you could probably do a, a mix of both as well. Could add the, the, the insulation next year, maybe when you're when you're, you've forgotten how painful it was. I said we'd end the show. Uh, I was just kind of thinking of different kind of uh, light-hearted topics to discuss but I don't know whether this is light-hearted or not but I know for me you know when you're away after a great weekend camping and you, you just had a great crack and then you're you're on that drive home yeah. and I know for me I just get totally fucking down driving home and really depressed waiting for the next weekend to come home it's just like when we're driving back there's not a word in the car between any of us the kids everyone is just quiet there's not a sound you know i wonder does anybody else feel like that i'm sure they do yeah i'd be the same and i think it's going to be even more so now because it's been so long since we've got out camping and now that we can go county wise and people are going to be doing a lot of wild camping because they the campsites won't be opening until somewhere between the 2nd and the 10th of june but i think because we haven't been out so long if you get out this weekend and you've got to make your way home on Sunday evening. You're kind of, and especially if it's a beautiful Sunday and you're just going to say, look, it's four o'clock. We've got to pack up and go. We've a, an hour drive home. So we'll wait till five and then it's six. And then you've eventually got to go. And yeah, I'd be the same. I'd be driving home just saying. And then 
just as I get to the estate, I'll be saying, oh, flip, we have to empty this thing now and park it up and empty the fridge and empty the presses. And it's just so depressing. It is, yeah. So it just it was just something I was thinking. I said, God, I can't wait to go camping. And I said, I'll really be depressed trying driving home after it. So that's the only thing, you know. Well, this weekend, I'm heading off this weekend, so I don't mind. If you are heading off, please do play safe and remember, stay green and just... Just look, have a good time, but let's play safe. Even though the the vaccines are going well and there's a lot of people getting it, remember a lot of people don't have it, but let's do the social distancing. And if you're wild camping, just remember to pick up the rubbish after you and let's keep the good name that we're trying our best to build out there out there. Uh, We want to thank people for the support and uh, you've got some coffees to, to read out. If you'd like to support the podcast and you can afford it, you can buy us a coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash the camping crew. And we want to thank Liam for his donation this week. Yes, thank you very much for that. And of course, we'd love to get your messages, your ideas, campsite suggestions, reviews, products. If you come across anything about council bylaws, if you want to look into the Waterford Council bylaws, if you want to get in touch with us at all, we'll give you the contact details in a second. And remember, uh, we've got mo- stickers for your motorhome, your campervan, your caravan, your car, or just wherever you want to stick them. And they're free with thanks to your coffee donations. And they always will be. We need your name, address and your postcode. But of course, you've got to get them to us. And Chris has to details yeah you can uh, find us on the web we're the camping crew.ie on email we're camping crew podcast at gmail.com twitter we're at the camping crew on instagram we're at the camping crew podcast you'll find us in all the good motorhome and uh, motorhome and camping groups on facebook uh, forum wise you'll find us at motorhomecrack.com or on boards.ie and of course as i said campsitereview.com is on and off at the moment due to the fact that it's been uh, redesigned, but hopefully within the next week to 10 days that will be done. And every Friday, the final van build video in a couple of weeks, but this Friday, nine o'clock, it's youtube.com forward slash Charlie and me, our camping vlog. And hopefully then within the next couple of weeks, season four, and we get back to reviewing campsites as soon as they open in June. That's it. Episode 109 of the podcast has come to an end. Thank you for your support. If you are going away camping, enjoy yourself. Let us know where you're going. And as we said earlier on, if you do have stickers on the back of your vehicle, get them to us and we can tweet them or put them up on the website. From me, Aaron Birchall, stay safe. We'll talk to you soon. We hope you liked the podcast. If you did, please subscribe and tell your camping friends all about us. Goodbye. Well, that's it for another podcast from the camping crew. Thanks for listening and do join us again very soon. Safe camping. Mm -hmm.